And hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Two Shades of Blue Nighttime Recap of the big, big blockbuster trade that went down several hours ago that sent James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets to be reunited with Kevin Durant and teamed up with star point guard Kyrie Irving. Uh, Victor Oladipo is being traded um, to Houston and Jared Allen, Torian Prince will be sent to the Cleveland Cavaliers and Karis LeVert is being sent to Indiana Pacers. So in all in all, it was a 14 trade that ended up getting the blockbuster deal done. And it pretty much sent shockwaves throughout the entire NBA environment, man. Um, we got three perennial all-stars on one team. People are already calling them lethal weapon three. <laughs> lethal weapon three is what they call them right now in Brooklyn. So um, as far as I know it is, Brooklyn's coming out of the Eastern Conference. They're coming out the East. I don't think no one is going to be able to stop them. Uh, defensively, they have issues. Um, they have three roster spots they need to be filled ASAP uh, due to uh, Spencer Dinwiddie having a partial ACR tear. Um, but due to his injury, um, they can file for a mid-level disabled player exception, which grants them $5.7 million um, to use in free agency to go get, uh, you know, your Amon Shumpert's, your Isaiah Thomas, uh, Jamal Crawford, Michael Beasley, um, the list goes on and on. They have the room and money to go get other veteran players, and you can sign them for the mid-level exception, um, which is like $500,000, I believe, but it helps them to go um, actually sign these players um, to help fill those three roster spots that are needed. Um, as far as the deal, yes, you have three all-stars on one team, but – in all reality, who's going to play defense? That's my biggest issue with this team is who's going to play defense. Uh, Kyrie Irving is for damn sure not guarding anybody. Harden is overweight. He's out of shape. He's about 20 to 30 pounds overweight right now. If you've seen him last night against the Lakers when they got blown out, he looked like he was at the buffet line at Golden Corral. He's just flat out out of shape. You got a point guard in Kyrie Irving who doesn't necessarily agree with the hiring of Steve Nash who has – zero head coaching experience, but in contrary, Kevin Durant reportedly signed off on the deal. So it's kind of hard to imagine that Kevin Durant would sign off on Steve Nash being a coach, but Kyrie Irving wouldn't have any kind of word or any kind of input on the actual hiring of Steve Nash. That's just kind of mind boggling for me to grasp. But I think with all this said, I think that Kyrie Irving is just pouting and just being a coward. That's just how I personally how I feel about the whole situation. Um, he was seen reportedly at a family gathering. The NBA has gathered video um, for potentially suspending him and keeping him away from the team for violating NBA protocol. Um, if they do find that he had violated NBA protocol, he's potentially going to miss anywhere from four hundred to four hundred twenty thousand dollars per game check uh, for each game that was missed. Um, so that's a big time loss. But I mean, with this kind of NBA contract, I think it's getting anywhere from like $33 million a year. That's like pennies to the bank to him. Um, so with all this said, I still think that Brooklyn's coming out the Eastern Conference. No one's going to be in the stop. Nobody can touch them offensively. On paper, nobody's going to see them at all. Um, they're already second favorites in Vegas behind the Los Angeles Lakers uh, to win the NBA championship. So I think regardless of whoever they put on the floor, whoever they put on the court, Lakers and six. That's just how I feel. I still think Brooklyn's coming out the East. Um, Kevin Durant is healthy. He's looking like a straight superstar um, recovering from the Achilles injury 
the boys are flat out star. Uh, Kyrie Irving, um, you know, I understand that if he's actually using his absence to, um, you know, use it for social injustices, um, you know, police brutality, whatever the case may be, I can side with it. I can understand that fully. If he needs to take an absence from the team, he needs, you know, he needs to do it versus just not having any type of communication with management. You're a professional, you're an NBA ball player. Um, that's your employer. You need to have some type of communication with them because at the end of the day, they're the ones that signed you. They're the ones that brought you in to be a game changer, to change the organization, to make them relevant again. And for you to not have any type of communication with them, that's a big issue. Uh, next, I want to touch the whole roster shakeup. How is the roster going to be formed around? Um, because like I said, you know, you have Dinwiddie who is having a partial ACR tear. He's not going to play again the rest of the season. So um, you don't have him. You don't have Karis LeVert who was sent to Indiana. You don't have arguably your best defensive player in Jared Allen, who, um, you know, he's averaging a double-double about 10, 11 points. That's a big loss. So now all you have in the paint is Jeff Green, who is old as dirt, but he still can produce when needed. And you have uh, DeAndre Jordan, who is a defense enforcer in the paint. Um, he's not necessarily going to give you 20 and 10, but he can give you anywhere from about 10 to 12, three blocks, two assists, you know, that type of stat line. He's formidable. Um, you give him minutes, he's going to produce. You put him with three other all-stars, he has no reason not to produce. So at the end of the day, they have some type of interior presence defensively. Like I said, offensively, that's a different story. We'll get to that a different day. Um, but due to that disabled player exception from the Dinwiddie injury, they have about $5.7 million to use. So like I said, they can go get Mon Shumpert, Isaiah Thomas, um, Michael Beasley. Um, there's some players in the market, Jamal Crawford, there are some players within the free agency market that they can go get uh, to help form that roster all together. Um, like I said, Katie and James Harden, they haven't played together since 2012, um, which was the Oklahoma City NBA Finals against the Miami Heat. Um, you know, you put them two back together. Um, during the Oklahoma City days, James Harden was a totally different player. I'm not sure if a lot of you even remember him playing on the Thunder, but um, James Harden was literally the third focal point of that offense. It was mainly based around um, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, who were perennial all-stars during that season as well. Uh, he was a totally different player in reference to James Harden. Um, he didn't have this type of offensive repertoire that he has now where he could pull up from 40. You can't leave him. You can't guard him. You can't do anything with him offensively because the dude is a walking bucket. Um, at the end of the day, this is Lethal Weapon 3 in Brooklyn. Um, there's not going to be much you really can do about them offensively. Defensively is where it really concerns me because Kevin Durant is an underrated defender, seven-footer, wingspan about seven six. He can guard any position one through five. He's not necessarily big, but he's long and lanky. I mean, he can deflect shots. He can play defense. He has a wingspan. He can get out there and guard you when he really wants to. It's just all about him actually putting the effort into playing defense. Um, what worries me also is having a rookie head coach and Steve Nash to deal with the type of personalities that are going to try to gel together. You have two prima donnas, in my opinion, and James Harden and Kyrie Irving. So to get them to bring effort night in, night out, I think that will be a tough task at times for Steve Nash. Um, they may go through their rough mishaps, which is, you know, it's expected. You know, the Miami Heat had their mishaps. The Lakers with LeBron James had their mishaps. So, I mean, it's inevitable that, you know, you may have your rough road 
ahead during, you know, certain stretches where the team doesn't perform as expected. But when it comes to playoff time, NBA Finals, they're anything short of the Brooklyn Nets getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and sweeping whoever they play. It should be a flat-out sweep. I don't care who they play in the Bucks. I don't care if they play in Miami Heat. It should be a sweep, absolutely sweep. Anything short of NBA Finals for this squad is a failure. Anything short. I'm not even going to put the blame on Steve Nash. you got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden, three of arguably the top five scorers in the NBA. You can make an argument for any three of them to be top five. Anything short of NBA Finals is just straight-up blasphemous. You have Lethal Weapon 3 in Brooklyn. You have rookie head coach in Steve Nash. You have Kyrie Irving, who's making about $33 million a year this year, who is nowhere to be found. You have Kevin Durant, healthy off of ace um, Achilles injury, who is probably, I think, due with $38 million this year. You have James Harden, who's getting $40 million this year. Anything short of the NBA Finals is a complete failure. Blasphemous, an embarrassment to the league. This is Lethal Weapon 3 we have, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get it. That's all my thoughts I have today. I expect to see Brooklyn Nets and the NBA Finals versus my Los Angeles Lakers. I don't care who you put on the court against them. Lakers in five. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen.